What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Be the market one trade at a time. Hope everybody's having a great week out there, able to lock in some profits. Uh, it is a big week for crypto uh, in general. Definitely a lot of moves being made. Uh, in this episode, going to be talking about uh, the Bitcoin 2022 conference. Just going to be highlighting some of the key uh, things and key takeaways that I took from uh, the conference in general. Uh, definitely was very interesting overall. You can go watch all of these highlights uh, on YouTube uh, under Bitcoin 2022. Uh, but I think overall, it was eye-opening to see the future of Bitcoin. There are a lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, influencers, as well as, you know, leading giants in the industry of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency who all attended this conference uh, over the weekend. Definitely was very eye-opening to see the future of cryptocurrency um, and how it can be incorporated into everyone's life. Uh, if you're interested in getting into crypto, um, this, I would say, is definitely something to look at uh, with all the information that's there. Really helps you to understand the future and use case for a lot of cryptocurrency and what people are really doing um, out there in the cryptocurrency world. So if you don't know what Bitcoin 2022 was, uh, it's the largest Bitcoin event in history, uh, exploring technical advances uh, or advancements of financial empowerment uh, and counter-cultural uh, influence that surrounds uh, the open source technology. Um, and so it's held like every year. Um, and it is very eye-opening. Uh, there are just so many advances that happen. Uh, so let's jump into some of the main highlights from the conference. So one of them um, that I want to talk about is Senator Cynthia Lumens outlines forthcoming bipartisan Bitcoin bill. Uh, so legislation for Bitcoin is something that a lot of people are looking for, um, not as they want it, but just how the government agencies or the government in general is going to be outlining regulations for cryptocurrency. So there still are people who are on the fence about getting into cryptocurrency. How does that work when filing for taxes? Um, what codes do I need to use? How is that going to affect my tax bracket? Things of that nature. These are all common things to look for uh, when getting into the world of cryptocurrency. Uh, some of them are fears and some of them are uh, once you jump in, become realities um, and things that you would need to know. But ultimately, there are more regulations on the way. Uh, there are multiple conversations that are being held talking about this very issue um, as we speak. So Marco Centauri and Cynthia Lumens uh, had a fireside chat on Bitcoin 22, 2022 conference to discuss evolving legislation on Bitcoin uh, that Lumens or Loomis uh, has been working on. Uh, Loomis joined by Marcos Antonio, a digital asset scholar among lawyers and several as chief legal officer for Kraken, uh, a cryptocurrency exchange. So Kraken is a cryptocurrency exchange, sort of like um, Coinbase. So you can compare it to Coinbase, just another version uh, of it, but not the same thing. Uh, Lumens also shared perspective on how politicians view the potential of a Federal Reserve uh, Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC. So if you hear someone say CBDC, it's not about, um, you know, marijuana, it's actually about, um, you know, uh, central bank digital currency. So not CBD, but CBDC. I know a lot of people get the, the two confused, but CBDC is for central bank uh, digital currency. So during the 2022 uh, Bitcoin conference, uh, Senator offered details on bipartisan bill, uh, the Responsible Financial Innovation Act, uh, that she hopes will establish favorable Bitcoin regulation during a fireside chat um, with uh, the chief legal officer of Kraken. 
she goes on record by saying uh, it's truly a legislative flame framework that will hope uh, that we hope will provide the sandbox innovation to occur, but also some regulatory parameters. So you all know the rules on the road. So basically outlining how it should be taxed, how it should be regulated uh, and what you can gain and benefit from having uh, Bitcoin in general. Um, she also said it includes privacy components, consumer protection components, taxation components. So these are three, you know, main factors that and worries that a lot of people have before getting to cryptocurrency. Uh, how safe is it? Um, you know, am I protected if I lose it? Uh, how do I gain it back? Do I lose all my money? Um, and then also taxation, which is, you know, the government aspect as well. Uh, there becomes an obvious burden as a nation recognizes uh, the success of Bitcoin and attempts to apply existing regulations to govern its uses or create new laws to do so. Uh, in the U.S., uh, Lumen shared that she uh, that she sees legislation becoming increasingly open to the idea of passing favorable rules uh, catering towards Bitcoin uh, that would foster innovation in the country. So legislation uh, in the cryptocurrency space have been increasingly at odds for some time now. Uh, in July 2021, for instance, Bitcoiners were abruptly dis uh, disturbed on a late Wednesday night as an announcement for a new infrastructure bill in the U.S. looked to require uh, that Know Your Customer, or KYC uh, for short, uh, reporting criteria be collected on people spending over $10,000 in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Uh, the pseudonymic nature of Bitcoin prevents this kind of information from being collected, uh, which raises concerns. And suddenly it seemed Bitcoin, Bitcoiners became uh, highly political. So basically, you know, kind of taking the privacy aspect of Bitcoin out of it um, and basically tracking, tracking all this data of who has it, um, what wallet is addressed to what person kind of, uh, you know, impeding governmental regulations. Um, kind of in a, a draconian way uh, to affect the overall uh, cryptocurrency market. So I remember when that came out, it definitely was very interesting and eye-opening, uh, but really kind of didn't, you know, see the side from the people who mine Bitcoin or who have Bitcoin was just like, hey, uh, we can't control this. Let's just regulate it. Uh, as more politicians became more informed about Bitcoin, um, Centauri asked, what is the latest development towards the U.S. Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC? Um, Loomis uh, noted that not very many people think about it, uh, and for a long time, it's been just trying to evaluate the pros and cons. Uh, but one of the things that helps uh, to define the debate is the digital yuan. Uh, it's being used as a tool for surveillance, and the U.S. Senate is aware of that. And the Fed, by the way, uh, is aware of that. So they want to make a CBDC for the U.S., but they don't want it to be like the yuan. So the yuan is very intrusive, um, but they don't want it to be extremely intrusive for the U.S. Uh, to have policies that are the same as the digital yuan. Uh, she also said, uh, if there's a digital product that is direct to consumer, it would be a stable coin, uh, as opposed to the CBDC direct to consumer. Um, I think that is much more uh, American way of adopting its technology as backed by the U.S. dollar. So basically having uh, a CBDC that mimics the dollar. So it'll be a one to one ratio. So one dollar USD would basically back the CBDC. So it'll always be equivalent to one dollar. So. Uh, you could go to the store, and if something is five dollars USD, it'll be five dollars CBD. I mean CBDC. Uh, 
Uh, so that's basically what a stable coin is. It mimics uh, or is backed by the US dollar and it will always be equivalent to the USD. So that's the goal of what they really want to do, um, which will just trade off having you know, paper money, and then you'll have just a crypto wallet, a software wallet, or a hardware wallet where you will store your CBDC. She also stated, uh, we had the witness on the U.S. Senate who was uh, in Ukraine, and we asked him, would you rather receive help in Bitcoin or fiat? Um, and then the person said, uh, we can have Americans send us Bitcoin today, and we're spending it uh, on medicine, on water, food, and on protection uh, the next day. Uh, we can never do that with fiat currency. So basically saying, if you send over USD, you're going to have to convert it over to uh, their currency, uh, the exchange rate. It would never be a one-to-one. -one. But if you send over Bitcoin, uh, essentially, you know, they could spend it today because it's accepted. So it's basically showing a use case for how useful Bitcoin could be, which I think is something uh, that is very important to note, especially on the use case for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. Uh, next, Canan uh, announced a new ASIC miner along with the company standards for green Bitcoin mining. So green Bitcoin mining is basically they want to make more efficient mining uh, for, you know, mining rigs, mining firms. They're publicly traded companies that uh, mine large amounts of Bitcoin, which take large amounts of power. And so with, you know, power being something that, um, you know, kind of pollutes, they're trying to go uh, with a green initiative. Uh, so Kenan has officially released four standards for its Avalon products, uh, engineers, uh, cooperative miners, and after-sales service in order to promote sustainable mining construction. Uh, Lou, who was the CEO, um, his name is actually Edward Lou, but they refer to him as Lou's last name. So Lou uh, also shared his views on immersion liquid cooling technology to promote uh, the transformation of mining infrastructure to go green solutions. The company released the three key pillars for green mining, which are energy, miner, and infrastructure, which they name EMI. Uh, for energy, the Bitcoin mining plays an active role in both traditional energy power and clean energy power. Miners look for a low-cost or free electricity to power their machines. Uh, it is common for mining equipment to be deployed in oil and gas fields uh, and hydroelectric power stations. By developing mining equipment in oil and gas sites, uh, the carbon footprint of the extrication process is reduced. The reason there is no other way to do this is because other industries lack flexibility of Bitcoin mining. The use of clean energy in Bitcoin mining has been on the rise and services as a useful barometer in the promotion of clean energy. One example of this is a massive investment in green energy projects to protect the grid from extreme weather such as snowstorms or summer heat waves. Typically, the supply of electricity exceeds local demand and Bitcoin mining converts this excess capacity into uh, storable value. When the peak electricity uh, consumption is reached, the grid operator will notify the miners in advance to power the machines down and release the electricity back to the grid. As for mining, uh, the core of maintaining the stable operation of Bitcoin network is proof of work. In the past 10 years, the exponential growth of the entire network computing power has continuously increased the strength of the network and encouraged more participation through block rewards. In order to achieve competitive products, mining machines manufacture, uh, manufacturers have been pursuing the ultimate and advanced technology and continuously improving the power utilization 
uh, efficiency of machines. Visionary engineers are also looking for new liquid cooling technologies and circuit design methodologies for ultra-low power consumption. So trying to cut down on the power consumption um, and with also the power uh, version with the grid, uh, giving power back to the grid for those communities. Some others, uh, some other companies formed an organization called Bitcoin Mining Council or BMC, uh, and is set out to build greener mining operations. Uh, Avalon Made uh, is also setting up Canon uh, Service Centers or CSC worldwide to offer localized and timely response to customers, as well as provide technical support, including machine development and maintenance for mines uh, capable of clean energy mining. Uh, the company's major announcement was its official release of a new of its newest ASIC miner. Uh, Lou told the crowd uh, at Bitcoin 2022 about Canon's brand new Avalon 1266. Uh, this Canon's first miner uh, that has achieved the hash rate of 100 terahash per second and energy efficiency of 35 joules per terahash, currently taking the rank of the best performing air-cooled miner. Uh, the company also shared uh, that it has entered into a partnership with the European company focused on solar-based Bitcoin mining. Uh, most machines and their miners are powered by solar panels. Canon will provide sustainable mining in the future and work with more mining companies that deploy what the company considers clean energy for power uh, their mining operation. So going green uh, with crypto mining is definitely something that a lot of companies are looking forward to. Um, there are a lot of, you know, solar companies, like I said in here in this article, uh, that are partnering with uh, mining companies. Um, and, you know, Canon releasing this new uh, ASIC miner is definitely a game industry, um, you know, changer. Also, you have Intel, which announced that they're making their own version of ASIC miners. Uh, so that should be helpful as well. Uh, we'll see which one is more competitive or which one is more profitable um, and environmentally friendly. But that's something that, you know, is going to be the theme for all of the ASIC miners moving forward is, is it energy efficient? Um, can it be applied to green applications? And is it fast? Meaning, can you get a large amount of terahash uh, per second? And uh, does it have the effective joules uh, per terahash to keep costs down? Lastly on here, uh, one of the big articles or the big news that came uh, is Jack Mahler's strike uh, integrating with world's largest POS provider to enable sovereign payments with Bitcoin. Uh, so Strike CEO Jack Mahler announced to Bitcoin 2022 that the company has partnered with three of the world's largest payment, provi payment providers one being Shopify, the other being NCR, and the last one being Blackhawk Network. Uh, and this is to enable Bitcoin payments at stores through the country. So basically, if you set up a Shopify store, let's say, you know, you make handmade goods uh, and you can uh, you want to get different payments. Now that they're partnered with Strike, uh, you can get those payments in Bitcoin. So I think that's a huge step forward and very versatile for a lot of people. Uh, who would like to get their payment in cryptocurrency rather than just in the USD or whatever currency uh, of their uh, country or their choice. So just adding more versatility um, to uh, someone setting up a new store uh, and getting those payments. The announcement is a major innovation in merchants' ability uh, to inter interact with Bitcoin network uh, and in users' ability uh, to privately and permissionlessly make purchases throughout the U.S., 
Now they are able to take advantage of the cheap, instant, and open access offered by Bitcoin. Uh, an image shared by Mahler as part of the presentation listed McDonald's, Walmart, Walgreens, uh, as more U.S. franchises, uh, as places where strike integration will be usable. So this basically means you can go to Walmart or go to McDonald's um, and use strike. Um, and if it has cryptocurrency on there, you can buy a meal, uh, you can buy groceries or medicine. So I think this is a big innovation, um, especially having strike um, with the ability to load up uh, using cryptocurrency and having the use case of that at major chains. So I think this was a big step forward uh, for integration for cryptocurrency. Uh, big step forward for Bitcoin um, and definitely like to see a lot more innovations like this um, and it helps to get more people into cryptocurrency. So um, if there are more use cases for it, then, you know, it may be more advantageous to use Bitcoin uh, over some other currency. Um, and also you have to think that Bitcoin fluctuates. So um, it's not just a one to one. So you could buy it at a certain amount of pr uh, certain price and it go up and you essentially make money to buy household goods. So I think it's kind of a win-win in that situation as well. So it's kind of equivalent to you buying a stock um, and then using that stock as collateral to buy, you know, household goods, but still having shares of that stock left over. Um, the stock grows, you just have it uh, sitting in your account, which is getting interest or getting money uh, that you're making by holding it there, opposed to putting it into a traditional bank where you get like 0.01% back in a savings account or, or you put it in a CD and just hold it and you don't get really any interest back um, for that. So uh, having it into an investment kind of like Bitcoin or having it into another coin that's not a stable coin, um, you know, definitely will help overall. Uh, I think also the expansion of the CBDCs uh, will definitely help. Uh, I think that's kind of way further in the future. Uh, getting the knowledge and understanding of how cryptocurrency works, um, you know, getting the knowledge and understanding of how software wallet, how software wallets work, uh, hardware wallets work, um, the education in general um, of cryptocurrency. I think it's kind of the first basis that a lot of people need to get um, under their belt. There are tons of videos on YouTube. There are tons of courses uh, that you can take overall that will help you uh, get your feet um, wet and basically understand what you're doing before you jump in. So, um, you know, information is definitely out there. Um, there's some information that's false or some information that's true. Uh, so I, you know, am very advantageous of courses. I think courses put all the things together um, in one place for you to understand how they work. Um, and so, you know, that would be my first go-to. And then secondly, uh, going to YouTube, um, you know, you can really niche down. So if you're interested in the metaverse, um, there are tons of video categories just talking about the metaverse, uh, talking about different forms of the metaverse. Uh, you have people talking about the sandbox, people talking about Decentraland. Uh, you have people talking about meme coins. You have people talking about um, all sorts of things as far as the metaverse is concerned. I think that can really help you, um, you know, niche down and understand how these things work and operate before you jump into it. You know, the more education you have, the more money you can save, in my personal opinion. Uh, but just bear in mind, it's not financial advice. Uh, not telling you to invest into Bitcoin or into any other cryptocurrency, just telling you what's out there in the market. So I think the more information that people know about cryptocurrency um, and the more that they can get insight with, um, you know, industry leaders um, like, you know, senators, you know, famous people, mining firms um, and, you know, CEOs who are really integrating cryptocurrency into main chains. So just about everybody knows what McDonald's, Walmart and Walgreens is um, or maybe CVS in your local area. 
but these are major chains. And once I think uh, the integration comes with those, I think there'll be more use case for cryptocurrency, mainly Bitcoin in the future. So hopefully that information helped you all out. I uh, hope you all have a great rest of the week and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.